0: Hey guys, today we're going to discuss the differences between risking more and risking less and the effects that it has on your trading. And as a reminder, when you're done, make sure you check out the free trading workshop series available at www.tier1trading.com. I put up this podcast the other day and it was called Don't Become Brainwashed. And the, and the caption said, would you rather risk more or make more or risk less to lose less? Obviously there needs to be a balance, but the way you answer that will say a lot about your mindset. And essentially the question is asking, would you rather risk it for the biscuit? Would you rather be, is it worth putting on More risk per trade, knowing that, and by risk, we're talking about like, uh, you know, know, your position sizing, right? Um, Is it worth putting on a bigger position sizing on your trading because you know that it could potentially make you more? Or is it better, and this is going to be opinion, obviously, is it better to risk less knowing that you limit the chances of how much you can lose? Um, What do you guys think about that? And most traders are risk adverse. And the conversation um, came in the full podcast. So it was episode uh, 562 called Don't Become Brainwashed. It was just talking about some of the, the misconceptions that are out there about trading. How many people come in thinking it's gambling and you're risking 10% per trade and making 100% a day and all that stuff. And in reality, right, if you risk, I would say, over 3%, if you risk three percent any professional trader is going to look at you sideways like you're crazy right but you're probably your your normal internet person will probably be like three percent that's all that's it and we talked about kind of debunking those myths and i got a response and i got two responses the first the first response i got wasn't really a response it was just like and then he yelled at me for not giving him a reply but i, I I didn't see the reply. It didn't. It was just a statement, which is weird. Um, but I guess people think I'm gonna. I'm trolling the internet, looking to start arguments, which I'm really not. I don't really care. Um, I like conversation, though. But he said the reply I gave may may mean not a lot to you. May not mean a lot to you. But if you trade with the aim of not losing much then you will not be able to accept the loss. So the fact that you are trading with a small bank or stake means that you do not recognize how much you are losing. What do you think about that? If you trade with the aim of not losing much, you won't be able to accept a loss. So the fact that you're trading with a small bank or stake means that you do not recognize how much you're losing, and I'm 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 not sure. I I I, it it didn't make sense to me, and I I responded. We ended up agreeing to disagree, Um, and I want to see the original comment. Original comment was: the less money you lose, the less money you use, the more money you. Lose, and that was the one that I didn't respond to because I didn't, I didn't really see the where was the opening to respond. But essentially, it's saying that if you trade small, you're afraid to lose, or I guess you can look at it back way, the, the other way around, because you're afraid to lose, you're trading small. But I, I took it in the sense of you're trading small because the smaller you trade, the less ability you have to handle losses. And and that's where I got a little bit confused with it because I I actually, I think the exact opposite, right? I think the fact that you're you're trading small, you decide to trading small is because you can handle losses, because you want to handle losses, because you accept the fact that losses are going to come. Therefore, I need to prepare myself so that I can take on my losses. I, I don't think that's... Necessarily being afraid, I think that's being prepared. I think there's a difference between afraid and and, and prepared. Um, Hussein says, I don't agree. Billy says, You mean not recognize what's left on the table? Um, a loss is lost no matter what. Baba says, Get. Get what they're saying, but you should always be aware of how much risk you have on. Hussein said, but if you mean that if you are risking small amounts of money, you will not pay attention to losses to the point where you bleed small until you lose a lot. Ah, and maybe, and that's a good point, Hussein. That's a good way of phrasing it. So I, I like the way Hussein phrased it, and maybe this brings more light to this. Um, Hussein saying, on the flip side, and obviously this is going to vary from person to person, so it's hard for me to, right, I, I'm... I think in a certain way, so it's hard for me to think like other people sometimes because everyone thinks differently. Um, but that makes a little bit more sense in saying that because you're risking small, but, but, ah, but I don't know if that's what he was saying though, but I, I like your statement. Because you're risking small, you're willing to lose more because it doesn't mean as much. So it's like I think about it like um, someone who is sports betting, right? Because I may or may not have sports betted in the past. Someone who's sports betting or gambling who goes to the casino with, and, and they only put up a little bit of money. And they convince themselves that, hey, because I'm only putting up this little bit of money, these losses aren't really hurtful. So I can stay at this table and lose money all day because it's only a small amount. And maybe that has a negative influence where it's like, now I have the ability to lose forever because each individual loss doesn't. Make a difference, um, so that makes sense. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's what he was saying. Cause I, I read it, but if you trade with the aim of not losing much, then you will not be able to accept a loss. So I don't, I don't know where the position. The accept the loss part is the part that stands out to me, like the psychological. I, I see. Here's what I think. We've all seen people or maybe done it ourselves where we've moved the stop loss back, right? Has anyone ever moved the stop loss back or know a friend who's moved the stop loss back in order to avoid a trade? Winky, winky, right? I had a friend that used to do that before. Allegedly, allegedly, right? Why do you move that stop loss or your friend? Why do they move that stop loss back? they move it back to avoid a loss, right? Because they can't take a loss. Now, why can't they take a loss? Now, there could be two reasons for that. One could be pride and ego. But a loss is painful because you're losing money. Now, again, there's there's an ego component to it too. Some people just don't want to lose because it hurts their ego. But a lot of people, they don't want to take that loss because once they take that loss, they accept losing money. So I would say that, the higher position size you have on, if you're risking a lot, you got a high position on, a large position on, and price is steamrolling to your stop, I would say you're more likely to move it back because you don't you want to avoid that big loss. You don't want to accept that loss because it's going to be a significant impact. Versus the person with the small loss, where it's like oh, I can take it, it's only a little bit. But again, that's from that's from my mentality. I guess I can also see the other way around. Where stop loss is coming or price is going to your stop loss and your loss is so small. And you're like, oh, well, it's small to begin with. I'll just move it back because it's already so small that I can keep I can keep pushing it back. Um, interesting. Billy says, uh, but that goes against the comment. Uh, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't agree with the comment. That's the point. Yeah, <laughs> I I highly disagree. Um, We've agreed to disagree in, until I get a retweet, which may have just, or a reply, which may have just come back. But yeah, we we agreed we agreed to disagree. Um, I, I don't I don't think that trading small has anything to do with 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 you being afraid to take a loss. I, I think trading small shows that you are willing to take a loss, and that the fact that you're willing to accept a loss is why you're trading small because you know it could come so you're prepared for it i think that trading big shows the ability not to take a loss because you're you're so cocky and so confident in your trading your your trading size that you're telling yourself before you enter trade ha this can't lose the market has to do this that's my interpretation but i'm also a risk adverse trader so I, I don't necessarily see things the same way as the, the reckless gamblers, but I like I like the input you guys gave. I think uh, it, it could, again, I I want to see. I I don't really care from. There's no such thing as right or wrong, but I don't I don't really care either way. But I like I like to see both sides of the argument. And I didn't see both sides of the argument until I talked to you guys so earlier. I was just like, "Would you?" And I was a little you know a little like you know the oh now you respond a little little peeved at that, but. Um, I, I can see the other side for trading small. Trading small means you're you're afraid to take a loss. I, I don't agree with it, but I, I can. You have made a case. <laughs> you have made a case. Um, Jagger says, "Was it you that said trade so small that losses don't make you mad and wins don't excite you?" Um, I say that. I'm, I'm I I can't take credit for inventing that. I don't remember who, one of the many mentors, um, or not mentors, but I call everyone a mentor. Um, One of the mentors I had, and mentors are are personal coaches to books. Um, But yeah, because we know that trading mistakes, we kind of work things backwards, right? I put out a quote this morning as well. Um, Let me read this quote for you because I'm awesome at quotes. This was in response to another trader. I put out a quote this morning with a typo in it. It said, your edge is your statistical advantage. This means a combination of strategy skill and emotional control, not just the math and the captain said, what I find most interesting about edge is that it's not just about the numbers. trading isn't a math problem it's a real life application which means your edge is only as strong as your ability to consistently exploit execute it in uh, in real time. And that's the real separator because we, we talk about edge a lot and edge is um Edge is your statistical advantage, right? Edge is your, your probability, your profit factor, right? The thing that says, if I consistently do this, I am I should make money, right, the numbers. And that's important. Now, the difference between a math problem where if we're filling out a test, right, math problem, if we, if we do it the right way, it's always gonna be right. The separator in trading is that you have to actually exploit your edge and extract your edge. And there's a million things that get in the way of doing that. The main thing that gets in the way of doing that is emotion, greed, fear, all of that fun stuff. So in order to extract our edge, consistently extract and exploit our edge, we need to manage our trade state, right? Which means we need to manage our emotions. We need to take our emotions out of the equation or not out of the equation, but out of the equation when it comes to our decision making and just focus on executing the edge. So in order to do that, easier said than done, the question is, well, what is going to trigger our emotions? And, and I got this a lot from. If you guys ever read anything by Denise Shaw, any of you guys? She was uh, <laughs> famously or infamously, she's the she was the 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 person that basically she. she if you if you watched Billions, what's what's the girl? Is it Wendy? She is Wendy from Billions, essentially, and she's actually trying to sue them because uh, she she feels like she didn't get her fair due for them, basically using her to create that character and using her real life situations and, and not really kind of giving her credit. Wendy Rhodes. But she is she is that. So a lot of her stuff and I, I love her too because she 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 started off thinking sports psychology. And I love sports, right? <laughs> you see how my voice changed when we talk about sports. Um so she's the one because I used to be this I was always taught like, you know, and Jason Stapleton was one of my mentors and he's military and he's like, all right, no emotions. Right. And he says that as he like stares at you with the eyes of a sniper into your soul and just like you you go numb I don't know if you ever I don't think any of you guys have ever met Jason face to face I don't I mean if you've ever seen pictures of him you can imagine him he's a, he's a he's a big dude and when he stares into your eyes with the look of like he may kill you it's it's intimidating um, he's like just don't have emotions just do it and that's kind of military right military they remove all in basic training they remove all emotions from you and you're, you're just a piece Um, But the truth is that emotions are what make us human beings, and we can't just remove emotions. We're always going to have them. So the key is not removing emotions, but it's not letting them factor into our decision making. Right. So if we know that our edge is what's going to make us profitable, if our emotions are what's going to sabotage our edge, the question is, how can we control our emotions? And to reverse engineer that, we need to ask ourselves the question, what is our most emotional driver? Right? What do you guys think drives our emotions the most? There's a few things in life. Fear. Greed. Love. Religion. Politics. Money. Right? Look at the hierarchy of needs, right? In order to get stability, money is a big one. We are extremely emotional when it comes to money. Extremely emotional when it comes to money. And in a market specifically where we are betting money on stuff, right? It, it is a big driver. So I love the, the 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 saying, trade so small that your wins don't... I, I, and when we say make you happy, we say that your wins aren't life-changing. Right? I think a win should make you happy. You're allowed to be happy. But if you win a trade, it shouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy a new Ferrari. Like You're trading too big. right? A win should have no real significant difference, should make no real significant difference in your life. Either should have lost. So your, your, your life should not change under any win or loss. And if you can do that, all of a sudden you limit that emotional pull. Because if you're trading a, a position size that's too long, that's too large, and you're betting 50% of your account, how do you think you're going to feel after that loss? You're going to be destroyed. You're either going to, like like the time I lost $30,000, right? You're going to shut down and, and go dark for a week. You're going to break computers. You're, or you're going to revenge trade. Or you get another hand, like when Jason uh, St- uh, Greystone had his big week uh, a year or so ago. He had to force himself to stop trading because he made so much money that he knew he was going to get emotional. So he stopped trading because he made too much money. How come our two examples is Jason had to stop trading because he made too much money and I had to stop trading because I lose too much money? How come I can't be on the other side? Man, I got to be the one to blow 30K and then miss the opportunity to make 60K back the next week because I quit. Dang it. Anyway, so yeah. The, the idea that you can trade so small that a 1% loss is like, eh, is massive, right? I, uh, I did this yesterday. And luckily, my wife saved me. So I was going back and forth between different events, right? I, I, was, uh, I was leaving track and field at Millersville. My son was getting, he was doing his testing for his next belt in Taekwondo. Killed it, by the way. Got his next stripe on his belt, I should say. And then I was heading back to watch a sporting event, so on my way back, I'm hungry because I, I, you know, I was out since like middle of the day, didn't eat anything, right? So I'm starving, and I go on my phone, I go on the Panera app, and I order this uh, this warm bowl, this uh, teriyaki chicken bowl. I'm excited about it, so I order it. It's on my way to where I'm going. I stop by the place. I'm, I'm on a, you know, I'm 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 trying to be timely. I'm trying to get there, get my stuff, and get going. And I realized, like, man, my stuff's not there. And I'm like, what's happening? And I, and I realized that I had it sent to the wrong store. Based on where I was at when I originally pushed the order, it chose a store that was close to where I was at, not the one where I was going, right? And I, I, I think about how I would have reacted, like, 15 years ago even. Man, I would have threw a fit. Because that's $15 I'd never get back. I just wasted $15 on food. Yesterday, I was kind of like, eh, don't get me wrong. I was still disappointed, right? Because I'm, I'm, I am frugal as they come. If I, if I lose a dollar, I'm upset about losing a dollar. So don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like a life-changing thing. I was upset, but it wasn't like, crap, how am I going to pay the bills this month? Because $15 is a small amount compared to losing $30,000. Right, so it's it's a bothersome. It's like ah, that sucks, but it doesn't really change my life. Right, that missed. Now look, I called my wife and she was in the area. I'm like, hey, you got to go pick up this order because I don't want to waste this money. So I called her and she got it. Don't worry, I still ate later. But the point is, it hurt, but it wasn't it. The amount was so small that it didn't really impact my life. Right, I was able to still continue on and go do what I was gonna do. I didn't have to stop and like reorganize the bills. Or anything like that. So I think that's the, the idea between, uh, behind trading small is that it can take those emotions out of it. And it, it, when you take the emotions out of it, it allows you to do what you're supposed to do. And when you do what you're supposed to do, you're more likely to get the results that you should get versus getting emotional and, and, and deviating from the plan. So yeah, I love that quote. I don't remember who said it, um, but I, I think it is 100% correct especially as a newer trader. And, and and as you get more experience and as you start to believe in your edge some, you can increase your risk. That's fine. So like I'm, I'm pretty set. I have up and down years, but I'm, I'm, I pretty much know what I'm going to do each year. And I, I kind of know my ebbs and flows for the most part. Everything's unique. But like at this point, if I wanted to trade more, I'd be comfortable doing it because I'm, I'm more confident in my end game. Now, I still don't do it because... Like again, two years ago, I had a seventeen percent drawdown to start the year, so I always want to be prepared for that. That would have been a doomsday situation if I was all of a sudden trading big. So I'm still risk adverse like that. But you can give your ability yourself the ability to trade more once your system kind of, once you and your system prove kind of the the consistency in your results. Um, Hussein said, a question, when Jason Greystone stopped trading because he made a lot of money, was that included in his trading plan? Should I include something like that, for example? Um, I would stop trading when I make a certain amount of money. Um, so the fact that he, there's nothing in his, tra- I mean, I can't speak for his trading plan, but I'm, I'm pretty confident there's nothing in his trading plan that says, if I make this amount of money, stop trading. What we do have in our trading plan is when we're not in the right mindset To trade. Right? And that is something that should be in your trading plan. Whether it's a a morning routine or a morning checklist, if you ever find yourself not in the right mind state to trade, you should not be trading. So the examples I usually give are like negative ones where it's like, hey, let's say you had a bad breakup, or let's say you were you're sick, or let's say that the internet wasn't working and now you couldn't do your daily routine. Stuff like that, right? If you're just flustered. And you can tell that, hey, like I'm I am not emotionally, I am not in the right mindset to trade. Or drunk. Yeah, drunk. Yeah, I've had that before. Someone's like, man, I had a I had a rough night last night. I'm hungover. Yeah, that that that's a that's a, a good one. Right? So in his situation, it's the same thing, right? He made so much money that he was basically drunk on money. He was drunk on money and he was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. I don't know how many of you guys have ever had like really big pops in your investments or your trades like those are life-changing days and like they are hard to manage um it's a good hard to manage because you got a lot of money but yeah but that would be an example of he he woke up and he said hey i am not in the right mind state and because he was not in the right mind state he wasn't allowed to trade so i don't think you need to have a specific number because i don't i don't even know if there is a specific number i don't I don't think you know how much is going to make you happy or sad until you get there. Um, But the mind state thing should certainly be in your trading plan. In most cases, it's going to be for the other reasons. Because you lost too much or because you're just drunk. But that needs to be there. You should never trade if you're not in the right mind state. Yep. Um... Real quick, Billy said, that's why I don't understand those traders that can't afford investing into education, but happy to throw money gambling live. (laughs) They can't afford education. They would just rather, they'd rather not. Um, I had a situation today with one of my friends and he is trading live with a small account, but he was only buying and selling with no idea about the markets. And then, and the only thing I was able to tell him is to stop and learn, but I don't think he understood these words. Sucks for him. <laughs> what more can you say? Don't save him. He don't wanna be saved. Don't save him. You don't wanna be saved. guys enjoyed the episode. If you want to be more involved with our community of traders, and of course yours personally, you can start by signing up for the 14-day risk-free trial membership. You can do so over at www.tier1trading.com.